how we end our lives is critical. And with regards to every action of ours, it is important that the action ends off in a good way and in a positive manner. And there's a fear that many things that start off in a good way may end off in a bad way. And sometimes something starts off in a bad way, but it ends off in a good way. If we look at the last moments of the life of Abu Talib, the uncle of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was the one who looked after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu father passed away before he was born. His mother passed away when he was a young boy. And the one that took care of him throughout his life was Abu Talib, his uncle. Nabi Sallallahu throughout his life also tried to call Abu Talib towards the deen of Islam. But he did not respond. And then Nabi Sallallahu received the information that Abu Talib was on his last. And this was three years before the hijrah. So Nabi Sallallahu went into the room where Abu Talib was. With the hope and the optimism that I will present Islam to him for the final time. And perhaps he will take the shahada and take the kalima, and this will be a means of his entry into Jannah. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam goes into the room. And in the room before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is Abu Jahl and Abdullah bin uh, Abi Umayyah. They precede Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they position themselves close to his head so that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam can't get too close to him. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then sits close to his feet. And makes a presentation to him. And he says to him, Oh my uncle, Qul la ilaha illallah. Oh my uncle, say la ilaha illallah. This one kalima. And if you say this one kalima, I will fight your case by my Rabb. This will be a means of entry into Jannah for you. And as Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says this, the two that are sitting there, Abu Jahl and Abdullah bin Abi Umayyah, says to Abu Talib, are you going to leave the deen of your grandfather and your predecessors? Are you going to abandon that deen at this moment? This is a sign of cowardice. That at these moments is it fear of death. And he even says some poetry and he says, وَلَقَدْ عَلِمْتُ بِأَنَّ دِينَ مُحَمَّدٍ مِنْ خَيْرِ أَدْيَانِ الْبَرِيَةِ دِينًا that I know that the deen of Muhammad is the best of deen, but it is the fear that people will reproach me and say that you were scared, that's why you accepted it. That's why, and then he does not accept Islam. And in the last moments, what does he say? I leave this world on the way of my grandfather, my father, Abdul Muttalib. And like that, he passes away. Nabi Sallallahu was very, very sad. Allah Rabbul Izzah revealed a verse, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ You cannot guide who you wish, O Nabi of Allah. It is Allah who grants guidance. Subsequent now, what happens after this, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam makes dua for the forgiveness of his uncle. And verses are revealed that you cannot make dua for forgiveness for a non-believer. It will not benefit that person. So that is the first thing that came from this entire incident is that one cannot make dua for a non-believer. Uh, and the dua is of no use. The second benefit that came from this, someone asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that 
Oh, Nabi of Allah, your uncle supported you your whole life. How is it going to benefit him? Will it benefit him in any way? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, yes, it will benefit him in the sense that he was supposed to be in the deepest part of Jahannam, but he's in the lightest part of Jahannam. And he said that he's made to wear sandals made of fire. As a result of that, his brains will boil. He will think that he's in the worst part of Jahannam, but he's in fact in the lightest part of Jahannam. Allah save us. So that is the second point of benefit that came from this. The third is, we learn is that when a person commits shirk, then no act of goodness is accepted from him. How kind was Abu Talib to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam throughout his life? Yet all of that was not really of benefit in the sense that it won't result in his entry into Jannah. وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ That when a person commits shirk, then all his actions are destroyed. So that is the third benefit that comes from this entire incident. The fourth benefit is that if a person leaves this world without iman, without the kalima la ilaha illallah, then no intercessor can intercede on his behalf. Even a Nabi, his intercession will not be accepted. Nabi Sallallahu stood on Mount Sapphire and he said that, Oh, uh, the, this tribe, oh, that tribe, oh, Fatima binti Muhammad, that I will not be able to assist you in any way if you leave this world without Iman. So that is the fourth benefit. And the fourth benefit that comes from this incident is that we're able to gauge how important one's companionship is. It was Abu Jahl and Abdullah bin Abi Umayyah who was sitting there. And they were the ones who were able to sway Abu Talib in his last moments. Therefore, the poet says, That if you want to know about a man, ask who are his friends? Who does he associate with? And when you look at who he associates with, then you will be able to gauge what sort of a person is this. So these words that Abu Talib did not want to say, or was not able to say, these are the words which are the ticket to Jannah. The ticket to Jannah which is La ilaha illallah. 